Hey guys, WFAN the Kid here. Today I want to talk about my New York Jets. And of course the matchup that we just had against the Detroit Lions this past Sunday. Going in we were 7-6, and six, Lions 6-7. Six and seven. Obviously this game held huge, huge playoff implications for both teams. The Jets, with a win in this game actually, would have moved up to a playoff spot. As for the Lions, a win brings them up to 500, keeps them alive in the hunt for the NFC. If you're a Jets fan or an avid follower of the NFL, you know what happened in this one. Lions took it by a score of 20-17. to I was actually at this game at MetLife Stadium, and it was very close. I have to say throughout it was entertaining, it was exciting. There was never any point where you really felt like, this thing is over. Let's pick it up in the first quarter. Jets won the toss, they deferred, so Lions get the ball first. They have a really nice drive that takes a chunk out of the first quarter. They kept it going for six or seven minutes there. They reach all the way down to the Jets one yard line, one yard away from the end zone. Fourth and goal, they decide to go for it, Jets, brilliant goal line stand. They kept them out. I think they actually pushed them back a little on that fourth down play. So the Jets uh, managed to get the ball without giving up any points, which is huge. Great start for the defense, who really needed it because there was no Quinn and Williams in this game. And speaking of players that were out for the Jets, uh, Zach Wilson was the quarterback. As we knew for some time heading into the game, Zach Wilson would finally be coming back after he sat the last three games on the bench. Mike White has the rib injury, so he was not active for that game, was not cleared for contact. And going in, personally as a Jets fan, I thought, okay, you know, I kind of like Mike White because the last we saw of Zach Wilson was absolutely dreadful. Literally, he could have had one brilliant play, and that maybe would have been all it took to beat those Patriots. But instead, he did nothing at New England, had about 77 yards of offense, especially the second half. Just terrible. Gets the shot this Sunday, though, against Detroit, going up against the Lions defense. Terrible pass defense, not outstanding run defense, but a little bit better. First drive, we go nowhere. Three and out, punt the ball away, and you're thinking, okay, Lions are going to regain possession, defense back out in the field, energized after their goal line stand, but no, it's New England all over again. You punt the ball, and everyone's just standing around, whether a Lions blocking you or whether you're looking up at the sky, I don't know, but there's about a 50-yard punt return, took it to the house, and the Lions might not have scored on their opening drive, but... Just about a minute after they turned the ball over on downs, they opened up the scoring. So 7 nothing Lions it was, which stayed that way through the end of the first quarter. You go into the second, and things start to look up for the Jets. At this point in the game, the Jets' run game hasn't really been doing anything, but Zach Wilson starts to do something. He rolls out of the pocket, goes to the side. You thought he could have ran for the first down. And that's what 
me and the people sitting around me were doing, so when he wasn't doing that, we started to groan. But he found Garrett Wilson. About a 30-yard pass. Really nice play. First big play of the day for the Jets. And not too long after that, he found CJ Uzama for a monster touchdown. Really brilliant play call there from LaFleur. Love to see that. Uzama easily made the catch. Defender didn't lay a hand on him. He waltzed into the end zone. And within a minute into the second, it's a tie game again. That is when me and the fans around me started to have some faith in Zach. All of a sudden, he put together this magnificent drive. Two plays took us down the field, essentially. And that's what you want to see from Zach. You want to see the confidence. You know, not everything is going to be, hey, this guy is wide open right next to you and it's an easy pass. He made difficult throws there and throughout the rest of the game. And he really looks like a sustained quarterback who can play in relatively high-pressure moments for the Jets. But then the Lions get the ball back. Um, not too much happens to the rest of the second. Lions would get a field goal. Jets had a really nice drive brewing towards the latter half of that second quarter. Kept it until around the two-minute warning when they had to punt it back. Some penalties took them out of field goal range. There was an intentional grounding from Zach Wilson right before the two-minute warning. Then we give it back to the Lions. The Lions don't do much. They uh, turn the ball, not turn the ball over, but sorry. They get the ball, maybe get a first down, can't quite remember. But there's still some time left on the clock. Robert Sala uses the first time out, and we get the ball back. There's probably 25 seconds, 30 seconds. You know, it's enough to do something, but with where the ball was for the Jets, you thought we were going to take it to halftime. But no. Zach Wilson found Jeff Smith for a monster pass. Monster pass. About 50 yards. Got us well into field goal range, up past the Lions 30. Went down, took a timeout. Then right after that, another first down. And all of a sudden, it's not even just field goal anymore because there's 16 seconds or so. And you have the ball in the red zone. And the very next play after that, we're looking end zone. Zach Wilson fires a pass to the end zone. I believe it was for Jeff Smith again. And this was terrible no call by the refs. This was the beginning of the refs versus the Jets. Should have been defensive pass interference. They looked back at it. I'm pretty sure they would say the same thing. Should have had the ball at the one-yard line there. Absolutely should have been defensive pass interference. Was not called. Uh, did another pass or two before we settled for a field goal. Took a tie game into halftime. Third quarter, the beginning few minutes of that, were not great for the Jets. Managed to get a first down on the opening drive, but not too long after that, bad interception from Zach Wilson. The Lions return it all the way up to the Jets' 15-yard line. And I was not at my seat for that. I was still at the concession stand, because this happened within a few minutes into the third quarter. Did see the highlights of it. That's That's the biggest... Mistake that Zach Wilson made in this game, and he didn't make too many. Okay. Alright. So the Lions do get a field goal out of that. They make it 13-10. to Nice stand by the defense. Nothing else happened in the third quarter. Um, a whole lot of nothing would stay 13-10 to going into the fourth. 
Then the first half of the fourth quarter, basically the same thing continued. Jets couldn't do anything. A lot of punts. The Lions do have one nice drive where they do get into field goal range. They're going to settle for a field goal. Pretty long, 54 yards. I had a great view of this because he was kicking towards the side that I was seated towards. Badgley on the Lions, trying to put them up 16-10. to 10. Couldn't do it. We could tell the whole way that that kick was dipping fast. It ended up being short of the crossbar. That's when momentum shifted. That was the turning point in this game, we thought. And it looked even more like that when immediately after taking that good field position, a nice throw by Garrett Wilson, an even better catch by Garrett Wilson. Love the Wilson to Wilson connection. Defensive pass interference on that one anyway, but Garrett Wilson caught it, so it didn't matter. Got us up near the red zone, where that was a big struggle. Weeks past, we know. And we got it there. Got it down to the one eventually. Could not punch it in on second down upon review. But on third down, really nice call. Uzama got his second touchdown of the game. And the Jets were on top. About five minutes to go at that point. 17-13 lead. You felt like that was the game-winning touchdown. That's what Jets fans hoped. We were rocking, we were standing, we were singing, all that stuff. It was an amazing play call. Just It felt like the tides have turned. Then the Lions get the ball back. They get a first down. They have it up near midfield. First down, nothing much. Second down, I think they got a nice run. Third down, couldn't push it over the line. And that took us all the way down to the two-minute warning. When there was a fourth and inches for the Detroit Lions, right around midfield. This play, sorry, this play brings back bad memories. Everyone's thinking a run, quarterback sneak, something along that lines, but no. Ball is snapped. Jared Goff has it in his hands. The big guy was a tight end. I forget, blanking on his name right now. Right over the middle. I know it's an inexperienced guy who hasn't done much in his NFL career. He rolls out to the quarterback's left. Wide open. I don't know who was supposed to cover him. Robert Sala would not say in the interview. Mosley was kind of with him at the beginning, around that area. Stayed in the middle, though. Didn't follow him. But I'm not saying that was Mosley's guy. I'm not going to make any accusations here. Wide open. And he easily saunters for 20 or 30 yards. But then this is what I don't like. There was Will Parks, other Jets defenders around inside of our own red zone, kind of just watching it happen. You know, it's like we wanted him to get in the end zone almost. I could understand. That should never be the case. At, the, at this point in the game, you have all your timeouts left. You have a top-ranked defense here, certainly in the top 10. And you just let him go into the end zone. The Lions go back up by a field goal. You still have about two minutes and all your timeouts to work with. Keep in mind, three timeouts. That's the key here. So you get the ball back. This does not start out well. We get pushed back. Zach Wilson gets sacked almost immediately. 30-19, though, we find Garrett Wilson over the middle. That's a first down. Don't have to worry about timeouts yet. We're still over a minute, about 90 seconds, maybe 120 on the clock. And then it's more of the same thing. Early on, Zach Wilson does not have time. He's under pressure. He's getting pushed back. And 
we do manage to get a first down by the nick of the football, that's when you got to take a timeout. At that point, another 30 seconds had run off the clock. About 54, 53 seconds. Robert Sala, why in God's name are you not taking a timeout? Just why? Another 10 to 15 seconds rolled off that clock. Didn't snap until about 35. Incomplete pass. That finally stopped the clock that should have been stopped 20 seconds ago because you have your full bank of timeouts and you decide not to use one. And Robert Sala acknowledged he was wrong for that after the game. Anyway, drive continues. Still aren't going anywhere. And we're running out of time. At the same time, we're running out of time, not going anywhere, getting pushed backwards. Winds up being a fourth and humongous with 14 seconds to go. Somehow, someway, Zach Wilson evades the pressure and finds Elijah Moore for a first down. He doesn't catch the ball until there's about five seconds to go, and we're still not in easy field goal range. Keep that in mind. He goes, he's trying to get out of bounds. The Lions defender tackles him inbounds. There was Lions players on the field after this play. The Jets did get a timeout, though, with one second off. Now, all of a sudden, Robert Sala decides to call a timeout. Which, which he should have. He should have been trying to do that. I'm glad that he at least gave Zerline a chance, because he definitely did not do right by Wilson there. So instead of what could have been 20, 15 seconds left maybe on the clock there after that play, we have one, one second, leaving us with no choice but to do this 58-yard field goal from Zerline, which he has made definitely possible for him. But you can expect all those to go in. And sadly, this one did not go in, was not true, was wide left, and that's how the Jets would lose the game. As a fan there in the stands, and as a Jets fan in general, this is gut-wrenching. At this late point in the season, something that could have easily been avoided if our coach had managed this game better. Or, I should say, easily could have been fixed, because another 10 yards, or even even could have been 15 with the t amount of time that we had and how Zach Wilson was looking on that final drive. What, what could have been a much easier field goal attempt, if not a touchdown, maybe, who knows, had to turn into this long field goal attempt. And that's really an upsetting way to lose the game. Robert Sala was upset. All of the players were upset. Zach Wilson was understandably upset at the end. I mean, you, you can't fault him for this. This is not on Zach Wilson. He made the one interception. He missed a couple close wide receivers. But he made a lot of near impossible throws. Very difficult throws. Coming back after three weeks of not playing in an NFL game. Threw for over 300 yards. I believe that's only the second time in his career that he's done that. Did that earlier in the first game against New England. Two touchdowns. Just the one interception. That's a decent game for Zach Wilson. That's a good game. However, there was other little things. We were missing Quinn and Williams, obviously. There was no Eccles, I believe. Um, and Denzel Mims went out early in concussion protocol. His replacement, Jeff Smith, uh, was in there a lot more. He helped out a ton. But that also leads me to think about other plays with the referees screwing the Jets. I forgot to mention... There was a late hit on the quarterback on that final drive. That could have given us some much-needed yardage there to aid with the field goal attempt. But the referees did not see it. And they were replaying it on the monitor. We were all looking, groaning, booing in the moment. 
But these refs don't care. These refs say, oh, it's the Jets. We hate the Jets. F the Jets. And the defensive pass interference call in the first half, that's huge. The Jets get a touchdown there. That's huge in a low-scoring game like this. Really could have used that. Probably could have won us the game if we had that touchdown. Or even those extra 10, 15 yards, the penalties that weren't called on the final drive. Also, there's no Quinn and Williams. No Quinn and Williams, combined with a really good Lions O-line, left the Jets without a sack in this game. The Jets are among the leaders in total sacks. They are, of course, led by Quinnen. So that's that's just a monumental loss. Alright, now that I've detailed this entire game, let's take a look at what it means. The Lions move up to 507-7. Their playoff hopes very much alive. They're chasing down Washington, who's in the 7th seed. Seattle has the same record as them. All kind of combating there for that last seed in the NFC playoffs, last wild card. And the Jets do not get that win, remain out of the top seven in the AFC. But definitely not out of the playoffs. I think the analysts give us about a 25% chance to still make it. And we almost control our own destiny. And this is, about to present to you, my Jets' path to the playoffs. So we start out Thursday Night Football two days from now against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Obviously, this is a must-win. For two reasons, because one, you're probably not going to make the playoffs in a competitive conference like the AFC without double-digit wins. Probably not going to happen. And because the Jaguars all of a sudden are playing this fantastic form of football, led by Trevor Lawrence, who's just going out of his mind, just beat the Dallas Cowboys, they're also going to be tied with you if they win this game. They'll have the same record as the Jets, and they'll have the tiebreaker, so that's also huge. But Jets do essentially need to win out to have any hopes. Then you go against Seattle, who's been slipping, kind of similarly to what the Jets have been doing, losing games as of recent by pretty close margins. So that's going to be a monumental one on New Year's Day. Got to win that one. And the games of all games. This is the one. There is absolutely no argument can you somehow sneak in if you don't get this one? That's the one against Miami. That's a team that the Jets are chasing. The key to them is every single week here, if you take it one game at a time, must remain within one game of the Dolphins. That's a must. Because if the Jets are within one game or better of Miami, going into that final game against Miami, they have a shot. For example, let's say the Jets win their next two against Jags and Seattle. Miami, you win your next two against the Packers and the Patriots. That's definitely possible outcomes here. The Jets would be at 9-7. and seven, The Dolphins at 10-6. and six. The Jets win that one against Miami. Two of them have the same record. But the Jets own the head-to-head tiebreaker if they can get that win. Because they would be 2-0 against the Dolphins this season. As for the other teams competing for a spot, I'm only really counting the 500 or better teams here, those are the ones that have a real chance. The Patriots, I would be scared of the Patriots if they had won this past weekend. And they were in position to do so. Furious come back up by a touchdown late. Raiders convert on a big fourth down, keep their drive going. And this miraculous touchdown near the end of the fourth quarter, less than a minute to go, 
ties up the game. The Patriots get the ball there around midfield with a couple seconds to snap the ball. What do they do? It goes into the hands of Jacoby Myers after a lateral or two. And what does he do? He laterals it 15 yards back to midfield where there's nobody but Mac Jones and a Raider. Mac Jones is not expecting that. Like, he thinks you're going to go down. Like, why are you going to throw it that far back into the middle of the field? He, uh, Jacoby Myers, for whatever reason, did so. Raider intercepts it, takes it back for the game-winning touchdown. I had a good laugh about that one. Made me feel kind of better about the Jets' loss a little bit there, to know that the Patriots lost in a hell of a more funny way than we did. Always fun to see them lose. So the Patriots drop to the same record as the Jets, or I should say stay at the same record as the Jets, and I'm not concerned about them because they have the Bengals coming up, the Bills coming up, and the Dolphins also coming up. Uh, I think that one's also on New Year's Day. And the, the order is the Bengals, Dolphins, Bills, I should say. Those are three very tough teams, and I can't see them doing well against them. I can't see them getting more than one win the rest of the way. Then the Chargers are the other team that's... Oh, well, actually, there's two more. First, the Chargers. 8-6. and six, They got a nice win against Tennessee. So, that puts them in prime position here. They have a very easy schedule the rest of the way. They have the Colts this coming weekend. No more Jonathan Taylor. Just had the fiasco of the biggest blown lead in the history of the NFL. It was the biggest comeback ever by the Vikings. That was wild. Then they have the Rams and the Broncos. So those are all games that I think they should win against teams that are out of it. You know, so they should be on their way to a wild card spot. They're probably going to be in one of those seeds. The Ravens are massively slipping though. And they're kind of, they've fallen out of this AFC North that was so much in their hands with their relatively easy end-of-season schedule, and everything's gone to pieces for them. And they still have not easy games coming up, necessarily. The Falcons, who are vying for that NFC South title, they're still just one game behind Tampa Bay. The Steelers, who are playing much better football, they're winning games, they're up to 6-8. and eight. And then the Bengals on the final game of the season, that could decide the championship. And the way the Bengals are playing with their win streak up to six now, you've got to favor the Bengals in that one. So if they can somehow manage to lose all those three games, the Jets do have a chance to pass the Ravens if the Jets went out. That's a really long shot, but it could happen. It could. The way the Ravens are looking in these games, especially their offense... If Lamar is unable to play, I don't know uh, if they could win. So there is still hope for Jets fans. Uh, I guess I'll give you a brief preview of this upcoming matchup against Jacksonville. The starting quarterback has been announced. Today it was announced that Zach Wilson will start the second consecutive game. Mike White with his rib injury. He doesn't necessarily feel bad, but the doctors will not clear him to play. They will not, I should say, they will not clear him for contact. Contact seems to be the issues with aggravating whatever in his ribs. Quinn and Williams is still going to be a game-time decision for this Thursday. 
but it's looking a lot better his chances this week than last week. Last week, it seems like he was in a lot more pain and discomfort as opposed to this week. He's dealing with the calf. Then there's Mims. He'll still be in concussion protocol. Corey Davis, I believe, is going to come back out of concussion protocol. So we get a receiver back from a concussion. We lose a receiver for a concussion. And those are just the big ones. The Jaguars, absolutely on fire. On fire. Back-to-back wins against extremely formidable opponents. The Titans, who have Derrick Henry and Tannehill, top-ranked defense also. Their defense did not look good at all against Trevor Lawrence. Same thing with the Cowboys. Top-ranked defense has been good all season. The Jaguars put up 40-plus against them, beat them in overtime. So I am a little bit scared of how this defense is going to handle Trevor Lawrence, I will be much less scared if Quinnen is back. We saw how much we missed him against the Lions. Zero pressure on Jared Goff. He had all day, all day to throw the ball. That cannot happen in any game. And that certainly can't happen with an offense as hot as this. So Quinnen, please come back. We need you. I hope you're feeling better. And that's going to be the first of my keys for the Jets to win the game here. The next one is get the run game going. Zach Wilson is coming back in a difficult situation. He was booed at times at this home game this past weekend when I was there. So the last thing that we need is for every single play to be Zach Wilson, you need to throw it, you need to throw it. Hand, you know, you, He needs to be able to hand the ball off in times of pressure. There needs to be a running back that could relieve him for a second so he's not throwing the ball every single play. He's not getting chased down every single play. So Zonovan Knight, Michael Carter, one of you, needs to find a way to break through holes. And the last thing, and this is probably the most important one, the offensive line has been atrocious for several weeks now. It was looking better. It was until Buffalo and until this game. I don't know what happened to it. You got Mike White injured, and now you're looking like you're going to get Zach Wilson in the same boat. I have absolutely no idea how on those plays at the end of the game he was able to scramble to complete passes. I have no idea how he didn't fumble at any times. He held onto the ball when he was getting pummeled by the Lions D-line. I don't know how there was only one turnover, because the offensive line is not blocking. It's atrocious. That is where every single football play starts, with the offensive line, because you're not going to get a good playoff if your offensive line can't give you a second to do anything. Whether it's a throw, whether it's a run, if the offensive line can't stop the other team from coming at you, you're not going to get much done. All right, that's just going to about wrap up this podcast. Thank you guys a lot for listening. It's been a tough stretch here as a Jets fan. Losing streak of three. Huge chance to break it on primetime this Thursday night against Jacksonville, though. Let's go, Jets. I'm WFAN the Kid.